That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz game night postgame show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass ball. Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz lose tonight in Game 6 of their best-of-seven playoff series with the Denver Nuggets, 119-107. We'll uh, hear from Gordon Monson a little bit later on in the show, but right now let's take you back to Orlando where Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. All right, we'll go ahead and get started with the first question from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, uh, you had that strong first quarter, but then uh, no answer for Denver's offense. Murray, what more can be done there to get the ball out of his hands? Well, you know, last game he got to the rim, and, uh, you know, we, we wanted to take that away. Um, you know, other than, than, than trapping him, you know, we're trying to make him hit contested shots, and he's doing that. There were times in the game where we did try to trap him or hit him and get the ball out of his hands. But he's playing terrific basketball. We've got to do a better job on him. We have a game seven, an opportunity to, to do that. But he's been terrific. You know, he's he's shooting like 55% from three off the dribble. I don't know what, you know, he's, I think he was nine of 12 tonight. I don't know how many of those are off the dribble versus catch and shoots, but you know, the way he's playing right now, he's going he's gonna to make some shots. There's other situations that we've got to take away. And our discipline defensively you know, has to be there. Because if we give up anything easy, particularly to him, you know, there's too many other situations that he's very difficult to defend. Okay, next question. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. When it looked like the offensive, uh, kind of the blender broke down to this game, and in particular there was a lot of ISO happening in, in the second half, what do you guys need to do to get that going again? Because And, and why was it as kind of my turn and your turn as, as it was tonight? I don't know that it was you know, specifically like the thought process being you know, his turn, my turn. I think the way that we came out, you know, to your point, um, you know, a lot of our early baskets, the ball moved. Um, you know, we got some good looks. I think as the game progressed, um, our decisions weren't as quick, whether that meant, you know, if you've got a short window to shoot the ball, you need to shoot it, um, pass it or drive it. And, you know, their length, I think, um, their size makes some of those reads difficult. But we've got to be more determined, you know, to, to, to attack quickly and make quick decisions. Uh, in order to get our advantage. And I, I think the other thing is when, when we're not getting stops defensively, um, you know, the floor is a lot smaller because of their size. And, you know, that was something that we've been able to do is to get out of transition and, and get looks that way. Um, so when that dries up and the ball starts to stop, I think some of those situations you're talking about, um, you may have an advantage, but that doesn't mean your advantage necessarily leads to your shot um, or to your, your play at the rim or, or jumper. We've got to we've got to trust each other, 
and drive the ball, sometimes drive the pass just to get a little bit of an advantage and then, you know, continue to build that advantage through a possession. Next question, Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Quinn, as these series move on and now you're in a final game, does it get harder to make adjustments or does it get easier to make more kind of specific adjustments because the teams know each other so well? I don't know if, if it's harder or easier as much as it is, as you said, that, you know, as teams begin to know each other, certainly there's things that um, are significant that you see, you know, that, that we, we've seen that on both teams um, in those situations with the two players that you know, are having spectacular series on both sides offensively. So there's obviously things that, that you can do and we need to do and will do. Um, and at the same time, you know, I think maybe the most important thing right now is for us to be able to kind of bounce back emotionally um, and refocus for game seven and execute in those situations. But, but a lot of others, there was some things that I think we were doing better um, or more consistently, I should say, um, a few games ago. And, and we haven't seen, you know, our level um, at, the, at the place where it needs to be on the defensive end. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, what do you see as the reason for Rudy not being as involved in the offense tonight? Well, I, I don't know that offense is, you know, adapts to how how people are playing you um, and who you're playing against. And in many instances, you know, there's certain things they're trying to take away. And I think for us to be able to move the ball quickly, as I said, Rudy, in addition to a lot of, you know, other guys in the quarter are going to be on the back end of those possessions. And, you know, I thought Rudy did a good job early in the game. Um, you know, guys were creating opportunities for our team and he was, you know, he was involved in that as well. So as much as anything, you know, whether it's we, we, we can't obsess about any one guy's opportunities and situations, it's a collective effort. And when Rudy has uh, nights where he gets a lot of shots and scores, um, it's usually when the ball is moving and we're breaking the defense down um, and he's spaced in a way where he can make it difficult for them to help off him and they have to make a decision. So we've got to do a better job on that. Um, and that will help Rudy get an opportunity to be even more effective. Okay, last question will be from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, did you guys miss an opportunity? I thought you guys played a really, really good first quarter. Did you guys miss an opportunity being up six and as opposed to being up 12 to 15? Um, you know, we had some free throws we missed early. I think those things do have an impact, but I don't think that, you know, after that first part of the first quarter, um, you know, we weren't on the level we needed to be, and there was a lot of game left. So, um, you know, regardless of, of what that looks like as far as your lead, you know, if it's a little larger lead, we still have to sustain um, the way we were playing. And that was the biggest issue. Um, that we, we, we played better at the beginning of the game and we played better in certain situations and we have to sustain that um, throughout the game with different lineups and, um, you know, different things that are happening on the court on both ends. Thank you, Coach. Okay. All right, there you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. The Jazz fall tonight to the Nuggets 119-107 forcing a, a game seven Tuesday at 6.30 from the bubble in Orlando. Uh, Coach uh, Snyder covered a lot of ground there. He talked about Rudy, Rudy Gobert. 42 minutes tonight for Rudy, only 11 points. He was three of eight shooting, considering he's a uh, 70% uh, from the floor shooter in the in normal circumstances. That's uh, quite low for Rudy, uh, obviously. 
Uh, he was 5 of 11 uh, from the line, which uh, he's been better at that, although hasn't been great from the line in the bubble. Uh, but tonight certainly was not about Rudy offensively, and, in fact, it was not about points in the paint. Let's get to your points in the paint, brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do live points in the paint tonight. Uh, Jazz outscored by the Nuggets 32-28, to 28, and 28 a really low number especially when you uh, compare it to other games in the series where uh, Mitchell and others were getting a ton of uh, baskets at the rim. That just wasn't tonight. Uh, uh, wasn't tonight's game for the Utah Jazz and certainly wasn't tonight's game for Rudy Gobert, who really struggled offensively, struggled catching the ball. His teammates struggled passing him the ball. Uh, every time I see a bounce pass to Rudy Gobert, I cringe just because he that's that's not the type of pass that he handles very well, and he didn't handle it tonight and didn't handle it uh, well when there was somebody between he and the basket. Rudy uh, showed some frustration toward the end of the game, and no doubt because uh, this was not one of his better games, certainly, in this series. Donovan Mitchell, however, 44 points, incredibly efficient, 14 of 25 from the field, 9 of 13 from three, and he and Murray just put on a show down the stretch. Let's uh, now throw it back to Orlando where Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. All right, we'll uh, start with our first question. Today will be Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Donovan. So um, obviously Jamal has been pretty unstoppable this whole series, but tonight, you know, Denver as a whole shot 55% from the field, 50% from three. Uh, what's going wrong defensively for you guys? What can you do to kind of slow them down? Um, I think the biggest thing, like you said, you said to yourself, um, you know, Jamal had his 50, um, but, you know, he made passes and guys knocked down shots. When we got to be aggressive on, on the defensive end, we can, they kind of feel too comfortable. Even when we turned it up at that point, as a scorer, he's going to get going. Um, but there are times, you know, credit to, to Jeremy Grant, that he went 18 and 20. That's a big boost for him, you know. Um, just got to respond. I really don't have much else to say right now, to be honest with you. Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Donovan, it seemed like when you guys left the court and then also right now that this was kind of the most down that you've been throughout the whole series. What's the reason for that? Um, we're just pissed off that that was a winnable game. Um, no one's down at all. We got one more game. You know, if we're down now, then we've already lost game seven. I don't think anybody's down. I think piss would be the right word because there were things we can do. Um, to win that win this game, um, we're motivated for the next game. You know, no one said it's going to be easy. You know, at the end of the day, they came back from three run credit to them, but no one's no one's down. Um, we're ready to go. If we went to play against them right now. I think all of us be ready. So, um, it's locked and ready to go. Okay, next, Kristen Kenley, Jazz TV. Hey, Don. Coach was talking about defensive discipline tonight. What do you think about those little things that came into play tonight, the hustle plays, the second chance points, and how big of a role they were? Um, you know, you get them off the uh, offensive rebound threes, just extra possession. You can't have that in the playoffs. And it kind of fell away from what we've been doing a great job of, which is, you know, boxing out, getting hits, picking up the way we've been picking up. And, you know, I'm not here to, to, to get on any of our defenders, Royce, Joe, and, and, and Rudy for the main part. They've been doing a hell of a job, man. And like I said, Jamal's been playing out of his mind. Um, Jokic has been playing great. We just got to find a way to execute. We did it three times. We could do it a fourth. And um, that's just going to be the message going in. You know, it's, we can watch all the film we want. We've done the same thing um, six games, both sides. I don't think there's going to be much film to watch except for what we can be more aggressive. And um, 
that's really it. We, the, the more aggressive team and the more locked in team on the details are going to be the one that won the series, and that's really where it's at. Next up, Brian Mahoney, AP. Hey, Don, as, as much as obviously you would have liked to have won this game, can you see for, from a fan standpoint the way you and Jamal are playing that this kind of seems like a game seven is the way it should be decided? No. Um, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for a few things we, we could have had last game and the game before, you know, obviously it's this, it's, it's, so as a fan, you know, you want game seven. We didn't want that, you know, and that's what makes us, that's why we're pretty upset because at the end of the day, we had things and we had things in our control and we let it slip. So now it's on us to go back out there and, and, and do our thing. Um, we, we felt like we could have had this had this series, but they, they fought. They didn't want to go home. And now we got to play. We don't want to go home, you know, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing. But as a fan perspective, I, I see it and I respect it, but I can't tell you as a player that I want to play game seven, you know, if we're up 3-1. Like, I don't think anybody wants to do that, but we're here. So, Play the card that, play the hand that you're dealt with, and we're going to go out there and execute and do what we got to do. Okay, uh, we have one last question. KSL Sports, Ben Anderson. Donovan, what's your level of frustration? There's just not a whole lot more you can do. You're putting up, you know, 40 plus seemingly every game. What what's that feeling like? I can do more. Um, there are several possessions, you know, whether it's a box out. You know, it may not show up on the statue, but there are little things I can do. Can uh, being shifted, uh, discouraging the drive, uh, bad pass reading in the fourth quarter uh, at the end, uh, bad pass in the first half, um, bad pass in transition when Mason Pumley came and get a steal. There's so many things that I can do to improve. Yes, you know, I had 40, whatever we lost. So the same thing when I had 57. You know, at the end of the day, there's things that I can do, little things on both ends of the floor that help us get through. And if we all lock in and focus on the little things, we'll win the series. Thanks, Donovan. All right, that was Donovan Mitchell right there. Uh, great game for Donovan in the loss. Uh, however, you can hear the frustration, thinks he can do more. But Donovan, 44 points, 14 of 25 shooting, six rebounds, five assists, three steals. Uh, just a, an insane back-and-forth performance with Jamal Murray down the stretch. Uh, Donovan obviously having one heck of a series. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up right around the corner, we'll have more sound from the locker room for you, both from the Jazz and the Nuggets. Uh, plus, we'll catch up with Gordon Monson as well at some point. Stay tuned. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Your final from the bubble in Orlando, 119. To 107, the Nuggets beat the Jazz tonight, forcing a Game 7 Tuesday night from Orlando. Jake Scott with you. We'll get you some post-game sound coming up here momentarily. But uh, let's uh, take a look at your assist feature. Proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Jazz tonight had 20 assists on uh, 34 made field goals. Uh, they, let's see, led by Mike Conley, who had six. Donovan Mitchell added five. Joe Ingles had four all in the first half. 
Uh, let's see a couple players with two. Royce O'Neal had two. Jordan Clarkson had two uh, coming in off the bench. But uh, really, during the last two games, Denver has uh, has forced the Jazz really into going one on one. We Gordon and I talked about it at the half, really in the second quarter. Uh, the way that the Nuggets were playing defense on the Jazz, just stopping the blender and the ball not moving. We saw it move at times a little bit in the second half, but really. Uh, it was about the Jazz going one-on-one and the offense not looking uh, like it, it does when it's it's uh, going <laughs> well, as when it's go- going well, usually. Uh, Quinn Snyder talked about it a little bit, and, uh, you know, what Denver does defensively is uh, is forcing the Jazz to be a little bit different. They have to figure out a way to, uh, to adjust. Um, let's see here. The Jazz scoring, uh, let's see, 23 points in the third quarter, 28 in the fourth, as opposed to Denver, 27 in the third and 31 in the fourth. And, uh, of course, defensively, we could uh, talk a lot about uh, having an answer for Jamal Murray. And uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, complimented Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles uh, for the way they were coming out and playing defense. And uh, but uh, Jamal Murray's playing really well. The Jazz are going to have to figure out a different way to defend that guy to slow him down. Uh, you heard Boone and uh, Locke talking about it during the broadcast. At what point do you decide to just run a double team at him and uh, force the ball out of his hands and make somebody else beat you? Uh, just another reason that Game 7 should be a fascinating matchup between these two teams, uh, two well-coached teams, certainly teams with star power and players playing well. I mean, this is certainly everything you could want from an NBA playoff series, no doubt about it. All right, let's go back to Orlando. Rudy Gobert is addressing the media. All right, Rudy, we're going to start with uh, Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Rudy, what happened tonight, uh, especially offensively, where it seemed like Donovan was really the only one who who kind of was able to, to get anything going for the most part tonight? Uh, I think they did a great job disrupting us. You know, the ball was really moving in uh, the first quarter and we're playing really well. And uh, uh, maybe they made some adjustment. Maybe it's, it's us, but we kind of stopped moving in the same way we're moving in the first quarter. And, you know, it, make, it made everything harder on us. You know, and we got to find out. I, I really think that our offense affected our defense. And uh, we have to find a way to uh, play through their defense and be able to keep moving the ball. Uh, for 48 minutes. Uh, next is Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, what role did the little things play today, the hustle plays, the second chance points? We played hard. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, I really think they have, they had, when, I don't know the, the numbers, but I feel like they have more points in transition than they had in the previous games. And, uh, like I said, you know, we our offense was a little more stagnant, and uh, you know, I really think that when we play that way offensively, it's harder for us to, for some weird reason, it's harder for us to get connected uh, defensively. And you know, when those guys get going uh, with easy, easy transition baskets, uh, they become they become even harder to guard, and you know, the those buckets get get the confidence up. Next, we'll go uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy. So Donovan just mentioned that the team right now is pissed that the series is going to a Game 7 because you guys feel like you could have closed it out in Game 5. How would you describe kind of the 
the mentality uh, as you head into a winner take all game, given given the way these last two games have gone? I mean, we had, um, you know, of course we had two opportunities to close it out. We we, we lost two games, uh, but it's not, it's a new game. You know, every game is a every day is a new opportunity to to accomplish something. And uh, you know, we I mean, we kind of kind of the underdog from the from the start. So if you would have told us that we we we, have, we were going to have an opportunity for game seven, uh, we take it. So let's 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 take let's flush this game out, uh, try to learn from the mistakes, and uh, you know be ready to play uh, game seven. We'll go Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Rudy, it looked like in that second half you guys went away from the pick and roll, especially with you setting those picks. Was that something they were doing to take that away, or is that the game plan for you guys? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, we have different people calling the calling the plays and stuff. So I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be where I'm supposed to be, and uh, and uh, you know, just the way we play. Like I think we, you know, we we had success. Uh, you know, doing a lot of multiple things, uh, whether it's small, small pick and roll, whether it's having me pick and roll, as long as the ball is moving. And we have to find a way to, regardless of if it's me setting the screen or if it's somebody else, that the, the ball moves. And, that, you know, guys like Rose, Joe, uh, Mike, um, you know, can, 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 can get it going. And, uh, and we can, you know, I feel like when we play that way, it's, it's so hard to get and we've done it, you know, we've done it and we've had a lot of success doing it. So they tried to disrupt that and they did a great job tonight, but we're going to watch film and try to come back and, you know, and be better. And Rudy, our last question is from uh, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, we saw you kick that chair during one of the timeouts. What, what was the cause of the frustration there? I mean, I'm a competitor, so sometimes, you know, you, you get frustrated. Uh, it's probably not the first chair that I kicked, and hopefully the last, but uh, I have a guess that it probably won't be the last. You know, so uh, I have to keep my emotion, but sometimes, you know, you got to let it out. It happens. All right, Rudy, thanks for your time. All right, that was uh, Rudy Gobert, his post-game comments from uh, the bubble in Orlando. Rudy tonight, uh, 11 points, 11 rebounds. He had a block, a steal, and an assist as well. Joining us now, he is uh, Gordon Monson on your Jazz Game Night pregame show. And, Gordo, your kind of initial reaction to a tough loss tonight. Yeah, the Jazz just couldn't keep up. That's been the theme in this series. Uh, the, the teams have to – I mean, you just got to flat outscore your opponent in order to win. And the Jazz couldn't do that tonight. Uh, the the defense at both ends has been suspect. And, uh, I mean, I know that uh, Mike Malone's going to give his team some credit for the defense. But, really, uh, we saw instances where the Jazz tried to – individual players tried to do too much. As Quinn likes to say, the ball stuck. And uh, that that caused the Jazz offense to slow a bit, certainly enough not to be able to keep up with Jamal Murray. And I'll tell you right now, Donovan Mitchell has been brilliant. Uh, and it's it's a waste to see him play the way he is right now and for him not to get in this game. Who helped him? Mike Conley? Who else? Who else? He needed help. I mean, Joe Ingles was absent. Yeah. And he, Royce O'Neal offensively was absent. You know, yeah. and, and Jordan Clarkson wasn't particularly good either. 
No, he wasn't. And did you see his plus minus in this game? Minus 24. Oof. I mean, that's rough. And uh, so, yeah, the Jazz, uh, th- this is not a good scenario uh, now that they've put themselves in. Uh, now we're going to find out if, if if they get swept over these last three games. But if I think uh, as I was observing the way they were playing tonight, I thought the pressure was affecting them. And uh, if it was affecting them tonight, what's it going to do in game seven? I don't know. They've got to get and, and there are other things, too. I mean, Quinn said that they have to uh, sort of resurrect themselves emotionally. But Jake, they got killed on the boards. And I always like looking at that stat just to see who's being physical and who isn't. I know the Jazz are, are smaller. I get that. But not like that. Not like that. That hurt them. Well, I, I want to uh, revisit a number we hit earlier on in the show, but as long as you're mentioning the rebounds, Gordon, let's go ahead and, uh, and do tonight's Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, local vehicle glass expert, proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz, also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, uh, so Safe Light donated $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. And tonight, Rudy Gobert was your Master of the Glass with uh, 11 uh, but uh, Gordon, to your point on total rebounds, uh, uh, Denver had 43, the Jazz had 30. That's one way to look at uh, how physically you're playing. And uh, another one is the points in the paint, which I got to earlier. They only had 28 points in the paint tonight, Gordon. Yeah. I mean, that means that you're not getting into the lane. You're not getting second chance points. And Rudy's not getting points at the rim. Yeah, the decision-making wasn't quite as good tonight. And I don't know. You heard Rudy fielding some questions there and Quinn Snyder about that, uh, that's something that needs to be fixed because Rudy Gobert should not be being stopped. What do you have, 11 points tonight? That, that, that's not enough. I think they can find a way to be more efficient. And if, and if he's being jammed up like that, then somebody should be getting a pretty clean look at the basket. The issue, I, I don't know, Gordon, the total points 11, yeah, it's not terrific, but three of eight shooting. I mean, Rudy yeah. shoots 70%. Yeah. From the field, and, three and of eight, the, and look at the free throws too. I yeah, mean, five I, of eleven, not not yeah. good. But that's the thing. I thought Rudy was not getting passes to him that he could handle very well. And then he wasn't handling those passes, and then the way Denver was was playing him, they're just keeping somebody, particularly Jokic, between he and the basket at all times, and he just he struggles, yeah. and uh, and struggled tonight. And they they needed uh, something, I think, more out of Rudy on both sides of the ball. Because if you look at it, Gordon. Uh, the Jazz shot 45.3%. That's, it, that's pretty good. I mean, it's not... Not when the other guys are shooting 55. But that's my point. And they shot 50% from three, the Jazz did, which you should be able to win a lot of games with those types of numbers. But when you allow the other team 54.9% from the field and that same 50% from three, I mean, it's going to be really tough to win ball games. That's that's a defensive problem. Yeah, yeah, and... But I'm not sure the Jazz have the answers for that. No, I don't know either. You know, I mean, that that's a tough one. That's why you keep thinking, well, maybe they can offensively, they can gather themselves and, and with the way Donovan's playing, give him some help. But Jamal Murray's the one who got the help tonight. And Jamal Murray is one heck of a player, man. No the doubt. guy is, you heard Quinn talking about his ability to hit shots off the dribble like that. And that's, that is quite a difficult thing to do.
Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final from the bubble, 119-107. Denver beat the Utah Jazz, forcing a Game 7 Tuesday night. Gordon and I will continue to break it down next right here on the uh, Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with you. The uh, Nuggets beat the Jazz in Game 6 of their best of 7 NBA playoff series, 119-107, forcing a game number 7 coming up on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Gordon, let's uh, take a look at the three-point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Jazz shot the ball well from three. Gordon, 18 of 36. Donovan Mitchell himself was 9 of 13. How about that? Yeah, Red hot. Yeah. Uh, Mike Conley was 4 of 6. Uh, George Niang, 2 of 4. And then some one-offs. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, 1 of 6. Joe Ingles, 1 of 4. Royce O'Neal, 1 of 3. Uh, the only really maybe complaint you could have about three-point shooting tonight, Gordon, maybe not enough of it. And uh, we're, we were talking about Joe Ingles a little bit there during the break. He's He's got to find a way to be more aggressive. Certainly has to find a way to shoot more than four shots. Yeah, he looks almost afraid to shoot to me, and that's not a healthy thing uh, for him to do. Uh, so he needs to get some confidence and, and get the ball up to help his team. You know, it seemed like the Jazz were trying to get into the paint. We talked about that earlier, but then they, they would get all jumbled up in there. And uh, and when you're hitting as, as efficiently, uh, better from three than you are from two, then you'd think that you would uh, emphasize that a little more. But, uh, yeah, the the Jazz, uh, I mean, I keep saying that Donovan Mitchell cannot do it by himself. He might be tempted to try. Uh, and, and, and I bet you most Jazz fans, when they're watching their, that game, they're thinking, okay, Royce, don't shoot it. Donovan, yeah, shoot it. <laughs> Jordan, don't shoot it. Yeah, Donovan, you shoot it. You know, but I guess he can't shoot it every time down the floor. Well, I want to give you uh, Locke and I had this discussion during crosstalk, uh, Gordon, um, while you were writing your column. By the way, keep an eye out for Gordon's column, sltrib.com. But uh, Locke and I were talking about how Joe Ingles, at his, this year, uh, has been by far at his best when he's the point guard. When he and Conley haven't been on the floor together, trying to, to fit together. Of course, Mike Conley is that ball in his hand style player as well, and that Joe just isn't. His game right now isn't fit by the role that he's being asked to play. I don't know. Maybe that's a cop-out or or he needs to figure out a way to be more effective without the ball in his hands running the pick and roll all the time. I'm not I'm not sure. What's your read on that? Uh, well, I would say it this way. How many times in this playoff series have you seen the ball come to Joe and he's got some space, but he doesn't shoot? Yeah. Booner, Booner pointed out one during the broadcast where he said he was, I think, the ready to shoot were the words Booner used. He wasn't yeah, ready it, to shoot. Yeah, it's like he's not even, that, that's not even what he's thinking about. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's too good a shooter to think that way. All right, uh, let's go back to Orlando. Uh, Gordon, Denver Nuggets head coach Mike Malone is addressing the media. We'll begin with uh, Mike Singer. Mike, go ahead. Hey, Michael, um, before the game, you talked about uh, the need to compartmentalize your emotions. We obviously know that that's one of Jamal's greatest strengths. Is that what you attribute to the game that we saw? And from a bigger perspective, the last three games that we've seen from him? 
Yeah, I mean, what, what Jamal's done the last three games is, is unbelievable. You know, I've been blessed to have been around some great players uh, in this game, LeBron, uh, CP, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Uh, but I've never seen a guy go 50, 42, and 50. Um, and, and two of those games being elimination games. So talk about a young man putting a team on his back and that will to win, uh, to do whatever is necessary to find a way to get the win uh, is tremendous. And to do it after this, you know, we haven't played since Tuesday. And to do with everything that's taken place in the last three, four days, all the emotions, all the raw emotion, makes it that much more impressive. So uh, I, I'm running out of things and superlatives for Jamal Murray. Uh, I just want to say I'm proud of him. What he did tonight was uh, amazing. And obviously, we're not done yet. Uh, we have one more game. We want to be the 12th team to ever come from a 3-1 deficit and win a series. All right, next we'll go to Om Young Maisuk with ESPN. Om, go ahead. Hey, Michael. Um, Jamal, in this post-game interview, got really emotional talking about what it meant to him to play this way with the shoes that he was wearing. And then uh, as he walked back to the locker room, kind of had to, like, take a moment, kneel down to kind of collect himself. How emotional have these last few days been for Jamal? What have you seen in him over the last few days? Well, I would say, Om, that everything... Uh, that came out of Jamal after this game says it all. Uh, we've been through the ringer. Um, we've only had to rely on each other for these last 55 days. The last three, four days, even that much more important to do so, to lean on each other as a family. Uh, but when Jamal Murray can, can come up with that will to win like he did tonight, and then I think take a step back and think, Yes, we're here to play basketball. Yes, we're here to win games. But we're also here to use our platform in a positive manner. And uh, this is something that Jamal has taken on very deeply. And uh, I think his emotions are a result of that. You know, this is a, an exhausting game. This has been an exhausting experience being down here. And uh, Jamal's mental toughness, uh, I think, is, you know, I don't know many men mentally tougher kids than Jamal Murray, what he's doing right now on the stage with with everything happening around the world. So, yeah, he's emotional, and he should be. All right, next we'll go to Kendra Andrews. Kendra, go ahead. Coach, I mean, Jamal's been the, the second leader on this team all season, but is what we've seen from him in this playoff series kind of like that proof in the pudding of just how much of a leader he is on this team and what he means to this team? Um, you know, the scoring is off the charts, but I saw it last year. You know, I mean, Jamal Murray saved the playoffs last year. You know, we lose to San Antonio in game one, and we're down in that game two at home. Go, getting ready to go to San Antonio down 2-0, and San Antonio is a place that Denver had not won in, in over a decade. And he single-handedly saved that playoff series. So um, I expect greatness from Jamal Murray. He expects greatness from himself. He's trained for this uh, mentally and physically, and now he's just putting it all together. Um, so I, I can't say I'm really surprised because I've seen this type of greatness, not to the 50, 42, and 50 level, but you know, uh, you know Jamal wants it. And, and the best thing about this is this is where you make a name for yourself. And, and he is, I mean, if you're not a fan of this series, watching Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray going at it, two guys that have 50-point games in one series. When's the last time that happened? Uh, game seven is going to be unbelievable. Can't wait for it. And uh, just really proud of our guys. I thought we got great contributions from a lot of guys tonight. 
Mason Plumley comes into the game when Nicole Jokic gets in foul trouble. His energy was amazing. He helped us take a lead with, uh, with, with his effort. I thought Tory Craig and Gary Harris, their defense on Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson was tremendous. And it's great to have Gary Harris back. So, yes, Jamal had 50, but this was a team win. Nicole Jokic is still uh, a great player and helped win, uh, win this game as well. So as much as we want to talk about Jamal, I want to make sure that we talk about the rest of our guys because we don't do this without everybody that's suited up tonight. All right, next we'll go to Joe Varden, who's in attendance there. Joe, go ahead. Uh, I think I have a couple. Um, have you ever been down to Primo before? I can't remember. I can't remember. You know, I know uh, we're really fortunate in Cleveland. We were a pretty good team. I don't ever remember being down 3-1, to one, but God, I think we said it after we won first game, Joe, that don't get too high. And after the two blowouts in games two and three, don't get too low. Let's stay with it. Stay with us. And now we put ourselves in a position for another game seven. We had two last year, right? We, we were able to beat San Antonio in a game seven at home. And obviously we lost uh, game seven against Portland in the Western Conference semis. So our guys know what a game seven is like. And I think we can draw from that experience. So um, in this bubble where it seems like almost anything can happen, is, is there some sort of a sense of like, why not? Why not come, come from 3-1 down in a bubble if you're going to do it? Yeah, well, one thing I told our guys is I went back and looked at our season schedule and our results. Uh, we had a seven-game winning streak this year. We had a six-game winning streak this year. We had two four-game winning streaks. And, oh, by the way, we had beaten this uh, Utah Jazz three times this year. So like, we, we didn't look at it as, uh, you know, a mission impossible. We talked about taking it one game at a time, and uh, and that's what we've done. But now we're in a position uh, to to – try to win a game seven in advance. And that's what this whole thing is about, surviving in advance by any means necessary. And my last one, if it's, if it's okay. Um, you said on Friday that that was like the worst practice you'd ever seen, or something, something like that. Could you have imagined then that you'd see what you saw tonight? Yeah, I, it wasn't unimaginable because I totally understood, like when I say it was our worst practice, I knew why it was our worst practice. Yeah, I mean, like that's just being in tune with your your players, being in tune with reality, what everybody was dealing with. Uh, and that day, I think the last place we all wanted to be was in that gym. But we got through it, you know. And we got through it. We got through it together. And I challenged them, and and not to my surprise, we came back the following day on Saturday and had a much better practice and a much better shoot around this morning. So I could tell the energy and the positive energy was where it needed to be to go into this game. And uh, again. Uh, hell of one for us, but we have more work to do. All right, Coach, that'll do it. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that was uh, Mike Malone talking about his uh, Nuggets team and how resilient they've been, Gordon. Uh, they win tonight 119-107, and, you know, if they, they're able to stave off three elimination games in a row, that's not something that happens all that often, but two down, one to go. Well, if they do that, then the credit has to go all to them. I mean, th this is... That is a monumental task, especially under the circumstances. And uh, look, if they do that, then tip of the cap to them. But did you notice the energy? And this is typical after a win versus a loss. He's energetic. His players are energetic, emotional. And uh, the Jazz sagging a little bit right now. So they're going to they're gonna have to huddle up and... Uh, we're going to find out a little bit about the character of that team. I understand that Jamal Murray is physically capable of taking over games, mentally capable of doing that, and maybe the Jazz are disadvantaged from a 
from a defensive standpoint because Royce O'Neal's just not that good a defender, not good enough to defend that guy. And uh, so it's it's but so you got that physical issue, but you got a mental issue too. You got to get together and an emotional one and sort of say, hey, look, fellas, we won three straight against this team. Uh, we can get one more and get those guys fired up again because right now I think they're probably in a in a world of hurt. Here's a stat for you, Gordon, coming from our friend uh, Ben Anderson from KSL Sports. Uh, you mentioned the rebounding and you mentioned the bench struggles. You want to combine the two? You ready for a stat yeah. for you? Okay. The Nuggets' second unit out-rebounded the Jazz 26-5. to <laughs> Yeah, and you heard uh, Mike Malone giving that bench credit yeah. for bringing energy and working the Jazz over. You just can't do that and win a playoff game. It's just not going to happen. You can't allow such things as that. It's it's too punitive. Here I thought, uh, let me give, I got to give somebody a lot of credit. Michael Porter Jr. Here I thought he was this kind of, uh, you know, I know he's not a rookie, but uh, basically a rookie player coming in, you know, all about the shooting, the scoring, not interested in playing D or whatever. You know what he was tonight, Gordon? One of seven from the field, which is not terrific. Two points. But he had 12 rebounds. Yeah. And was yep. plus 21 on the night. So he just came out and played a physical game from a guy that I certainly didn't expect that from. I don't know if you did, but no. way to find a way to impact the game, even when you're not doing what uh, you do best, and that's scoring. Yes. And uh, I couldn't agree more. Those are the kinds of guys you want because they're not going to sit there and pout. They're not going to worry about their own offensive stats. They're going to go out and do something positive for your team. And that's exactly what he did, much to the uh, demise of the Jazz. All right. uh, We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Uh, The official uh, available now, excuse me, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up on the other side, uh, we'll get Gordon's final thoughts on this one before we put this baby to bed, Gordo, and look forward to game seven on Tuesday. Denver Nuggets beat the Utah Jazz tonight, 119 to 107, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jig Scott, Gordon Monson with you. The Jazz fall tonight in the bubble in Orlando to the Denver Nuggets, 119-107, forcing a Game 7 coming up Tuesday night uh, from the bubble in Orlando. Gordon, uh, the Jazz led by Donovan Mitchell at 44 points. Mike Conley with 21. Uh, Rudy Gobert had 11. Uh, Jordan Clarkson with 11 coming in off the bench. But 50 points from Jamal Murray tonight for the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic uh, with 22 and 9 assists. But there was one uh, spot in the fourth quarter where uh, Murray Gordon made one of his many, many threes. He was 9 of 12 from three tonight. But uh, you could read, do a little lip reading, and there was some colorful language in there. But basically that uh, the Jazz can't guard him. And that has certainly (laughs) proven to be true over the last three games. (laughs) It ain't bragging if it's fact. <laughs> and right. you know what? Royce, Royce, who had um, in games two and games three, was better against Jamal Murray. That has not been the case in uh, four, five, and six. And Royce was not effective tonight. There's just no way. Uh, there's, I mean, that he, he can't he can't stand in front of that guy. And so I don't know what the Jazz are going to do. Gonna have to wait and see, jam him somehow, commit more resources. The thing is that uh, Jamal Murray does get some help. 
but I think I would I'd rather get beat by the other guys than and by Jamal Murray because he is just way too comfortable right now, and they've they've got to do something to jam him. So uh, well, we'll, do we'll maybe see. what what Denver has done at times, Donovan Mitchell, where you might depending on the matchup and the switch, you might just have to run the double team at him. Yeah. You know, yeah. because cause those possessions where he's getting matched up on George Niang, I mean, it, Royce isn't playing terrific, but I certainly would rather have Royce O'Neal Garden, Jamal Murray, if I were coach, than, than George Niang, or even Jordan Clarkson, who saw some time. In fact, in the fourth quarter, the Jazz actually purposely went to Jordan Clarkson on Jamal Murray to think, I guess, put another body out there, see if he can get something done, but they just didn't have an answer for it. Yeah, they, they don't, and it's almost as though they have to try to deny him the ball. Uh, as difficult as that is, but they can't. They can't keep doing this because the only way they can do this is if Donovan has another super game and the other guys rally around him. And that did not happen tonight. Just uh, unable to give Donovan the support he needed, the way Jamal Murray got support. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, okay. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a track meet, then you better outpace him. Uh, because the Jazz are really struggling to stop them. By the way, I, I follow at Gordon Monson on Twitter, and I noticed the column is up at sltrib.com if folks out there are listening and uh, want to give it a read. Uh, what did you hit on, Gordon? Just a lot of stuff we're hitting on here? What's kind of the main theme of the column? I have not had a chance to read it, given that it, uh, you put it up there about three minutes ago. I don't know. I can't remember. It's all a blur. <laughs> it's all a blur. <laughs> it's all a, a big time. It's well, all a blur. it is no, Sunday it night is after 10. Uh, I mean, what can you say about it's the same? Yeah, some of it's the same things we're talking about, uh, rearranged a little bit. But the Jazz, the Jazz have to keep up with this team because the, I, I, I'm, su- I'm just I'm sorry. I'm surprised at how inept the Jazz defense has been. I mean, I, I thought you talked about this before the season ever started, that you thought they were going to take a couple steps back, not 5,000 steps back. This might have been a little more than even I, I was thinking. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You can't uh, – you've got to put up some resistance. I mean, but, but the Jazz have done the same thing to the Nuggets, too. I mean, that one of those games they won, they hit 57% yeah. of their shot. So they outdid the Nuggets, uh, what the Nuggets did tonight. But that's really what it comes down to. I mean, we joke about it. You got to score more points than the other guys, but it's rather quite literally true in this series. And we'll see if the Jazz are capable of doing that. Those other guys, guys like Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson and Joe freaking Ingles, these guys better come up with uh, some confidence to shoot the ball and and make some of those shots uh, more than they they made tonight. And it's not a big big difference. I mean it's like it's like five or six possessions. Yeah. You know. So it's not like oh man the Jazz sucked tonight. It was no, you just you just weren't as efficient as you as it's been proven that you need to be in order to beat this particular team. I mean, look uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, in in the in two losses in this, okay, do some math. We uh, no. forty four <laughs> plus fifty seven. What's that? Is that a hundred and what is that? A hundred and Alex, what is it? What's the? How's your math? Forty four plus fifty seven. Is that one oh one? I think one oh one. I think that's right. Okay, and and they lost those games, right? Mm-hmm. They lost those games, and so he needs help. He can't. He can't lift the team himself. And I don't know anybody who can really do that. 
I don't think a LeBron James can do that. I don't think Giannis can do that. Somebody else has to step to the fore. And I think some of that is mental. I think it's a confidence thing. It's the Jazz look jangled. And they've got to unjangle themselves in a hurry in order to get back to doing what they've proved they're capable of doing in this very series. Jangled. What does jangled mean? That's a new one for me. Well, let me. Uh, Is that like Mister Bojangles, but in the past tense? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna type it in here uh, and uh, see what it means. It says. Uh, Let's see. You're probably uh, cursing or, in German or something. Make or cause to make a ringing metallic sound, typically a discordant one. So they've been discordant. Because <laughs> it sounds like in that jingle jangle, uh, uh, Mr. Tambourine Man from Bob Dylan. That's that's what I got from that. <laughs> in that jingle jangle morning, that's what I got. Yeah, you pulled out that word. <laughs> Oh, man, it's just we need to bring of, back uh, the Monson word of the day. Oh, yes. It's, it was so popular. The it first was time popular. Around. It was. Oh, my gosh. All right, Gordon, real quick before we uh, we say goodnight. Give me just a couple. Uh, give me a couple final thoughts taken to game seven. Let me give you one more word of the day. Win. Rediscover what it takes to do that to give yourself the best chance to accomplish it. And that's what the Jazz have to do. Uh, they did not play the way they played in in, in victory, and uh, it's that's what that's what they have to do. Get back to what they were doing in games two, three, and four. What was it? Yeah, two, three, four, and four. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the blowout yeah. specifically in two and three. Well, I mean, I, I don't even I can't expect that, but I wonder what's going to happen if the Jazz are efficient. If they don't, if the ball doesn't stick, even if things are flowing well, it's to the point now where I'm not sure. I wonder how it's going to go if it's a two-point game. Yeah. You know, are, are, the, are the Jazz going to be, have the wherewithal, the mental toughness, as they say, to, uh, to see it through to the end? This, this, this Game 7 is going to teach us a lot about this team. I it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Game 7's in the playoffs. Bring it on. I'm excited about it. Yep. I know a lot of Jazz fans would rather have seen them win tonight or or last Tuesday night, but uh, Game Seven NBA basketball, bring it on, man! That's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, they got to unjangle themselves. Okay, want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Gordo, thank you very much for your work tonight, my friend. Again, catch Gordon's column sltrib.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All right, Jake, thanks. Your final from the bubble in Orlando. Denver beats the Jazz 119 to 107. The series now all tied up at three games apiece. Game seven coming your way Tuesday night, 6.30. Pre-game coverage will begin at 5.30. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.